0: Welcome to Tad Talks, the source for information, news, and best practices for career and workforce professionals.
1: Taking the mystery out of career development for you and your customers. So sit back, relax,
0: and enjoy this episode of Tad Talks. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Tad Talks. This is Tressa Dorsey, president of Tad Grants. And with me today, as always, is
1: Aaron Lasson. Kind of a, I think we're going to go with the French theme today. 2020 is a new year. And I'm feeling, well, I guess kind of European, I guess, huh? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I guess so. I, was thinking <laughs> I didn't know that you were French. That's pretty remarkable. Well, I'm um, not I sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> I like French fries. <laughs> Oh, me too. I love French fries. Can we me just talk about the fact that like they're that not, not all fries are created
1: equal, though? No, I agree. What if we're going to pick a um, and we're not sponsored by any of these fast food <laughs> restaurants. But if you had to pick a, a restaurant where you get the best French fries, what would you choose?
0: Oh, that's so hard. So I am partial to the In-N-Out fry um, okay. in it. In and out burgers. I know not everybody has an in and out where they are. So that might be an unfair one, but there is something yummy about them. And and I, I think it's because they're fresh and you can tell they're gotcha. fresh. And then I would say if we we're thinking Five guys has amazing french fries and again fresh so maybe that's really the key there. Yeah, I mean, what about I
1: know you like five guys and fries. both of those are not as readily available here in Michigan, but I'm gonna honestly say, oh, uh, I almost feel weird saying it, but I'm gonna go with Burger King French fries.
0: Burger King. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Old school, right? The, well, yeah, I didn't even know people still ate at Burger King. So that's... Well,
1: you can you can search high and low and you can find them in places. But in, in Michigan, there seems to be quite a few left. And, um, you know, back in the day, I'll tell you one of the best teenage meals when you really didn't care what you ate and your body <laughs> could digest it was the Burger King fish sandwich. Mm hmm. I'm telling you, with a bunch of mayo, and it was an oblong bun. See, so, <laughs> do you remember that?
0: <laughs> no, I'm so going to tell you, though, what I was thinking about when you said Burger King was their chicken sandwich, which was on that well, sandwich maybe bun. that's what I'm thinking of, is the chicken sandwich yeah, with a I lot of mayo. Yeah, 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 and the and the lettuce. It was the shredded oh, yeah. lettuce. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking oh. about.
1: That was before everybody it decided also- it was bad for you. Yeah, but I got to tell
0: you, i I'd still eat it. It was delicious. Oh, it I
1: feel like day. wanting to do it now. Go get a waffle. <laughs> Me too. And fries. And know, probably maybe. have a stomachache. I don't know. Might
0: just be hungry?
1: I'm hungry for sure. It it's is. early where you're at. It it's uh, <laughs> so early here. It's past lunch. But we diverted our audience just a tad bit here. <laughs> tad. I did. Bit. Yeah. But... <laughs> 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 we'll get back on track here. Why, why don't you tell everybody what we're looking at, sharing with them over the next uh, 10 minutes or so, what we're looking at with our 2020 planning?
0: Oh, the 2020 kickoff, right? Yeah. So yeah, I could talk about food all day. So, um, but we will stop there and we will uh, bring that up on another episode and we will, we'll call it the Fry Chronicles. (laughs) The Fry Chronicles. We will will carry on. But yeah, so 2020 is here. You know, one of the interesting things about starting a new year is kind of this um, thing that I think everybody does, right? Out with the old, in with the new, uh, new goals, new ideas about... who we're going to be in this coming year, because we're going to magically change just, you know, by sprinkling some unicorn dust on ourselves. Um, And unfortunately, that isn't the case, right? So, you know, change is hard work. And that's why it's so difficult, I think, for a lot of people to change um, behaviors and attitudes. And I think the biggest thing that we're going to talk about really is how you can set yourself up specifically around your career potential and your career path as an individual uh, in either workforce or career development. And thinking about how you can set yourself up for success, so not only uh, can you set those goals, but you can actually stick with it. So you can see uh, what achieving those goals will look like. And so I think it's a it's a good topic for the start of the new year. And I think we start out with what does being a professional really look like, and and why do professionals set goals, and why is that so important for their success?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I I, I agree with you completely, and, and it just makes such perfect sense as we just got through the new year. In- And, you know, everybody's either made their New Year's resolution or not. And, you know, we can always uh, kind of smile with a sly smile about how many people stop their new year's resolutions by January 20th or something like that. But the truth is we all, I think at this time of the year are looking to say, Hey, how am I going to make this year different? Maybe a little bit better, maybe have some personal growth. And we're all in that same camp. I, I like to think that we have a similar mindset in working towards achieving Uh, Improvement and that can be in our finances, that can be in our education, that can be in our relationships. And so, when we look at that uh, from a professional standpoint and, and how we do that, I think one of the main things that stands out for me as professionals, we need to examine what is our mindset around that cliche term called lifelong learning. And sometimes when I say that, I, I feel uh, it's kind of off-putting. Not that I, I don't believe in it, but the idea is with our schedules being so busy and you know running around to soccer games or crafts and hobbies or just working a lot of hours or stuck in traffic, it just seems so hard to achieve some of those goals of self-improvement. And so when I look at that immediately, what comes to mind is the idea of clearly identifying an area and a goal that we can grasp, latch into, and then not lose after the first few weeks in January.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's funny that you say that because one of the the biggest things about goal setting that I find... um you know i struggle with personally and i think a lot of people that we've talked with over the years struggle with is it's not that they don't understand where they want to go it, it's it, they, you know they they know what they want the outcome to be it's the steps of getting there and it's and it's not even necessarily i think the hard work of it i think sometimes it's um circumstantial you know you you have a goal in mind you know where you want to get to and then life happens and there's distraction and there's you know if you're like us unfortunately and you get that da- downtime where maybe you know you have Myself, personally, I had some goals uh, that I wanted to meet over the last couple of weeks. Um, and sickness has uh, infested the house. Right, right. So, you know, we're, we're both kind of struggling with a little bit of a cold. And that can knock you down for a couple of days. But the idea is, you know... <clears throat> One of the things that we talk about a lot, and I think it's important in our profession is you know where you want to go, right? Most of the time, if you don't start there, if you don't, you need to identify that, right? Where do you, what do you want this outcome to look like? And if you don't have that set that I'm going to recommend probably do that first, but if you know where you want to get to, it's really the, the steps that you need to take in order to continuously be moving towards that outcome or that goal or, you know, what you consider success. And and I want to talk a little bit and maybe you can help me out here, which I'm sure you will, but, you know, thinking about how do you break those goals down into kind of bite-sized pieces so they're easily digestible and they're not as overwhelming. I mean, what are kind of some of the the best practice tips around how you can do that so you don't find yourself burning out at on January 20th and and saying, you know, oh, I'm just going right back into my old routine.
1: Yeah, no, that's a I think that's the key right there. Is how do I not get burned out? How do I stay focused? Because there are going to be times where distraction does occur and I found myself over the years many a times probably as you have just going how did I get derailed? How would I get off? Um How do I get off track here? And so here's a couple of things that you and I have have spoken of and, and talked about a couple of tips that have helped us. First of all, after identifying the area you want to move towards, and that could be self improvement, that again, could be educational, work related, relational related, you write it down. I mean, the physical act of writing it down using the SMART method, so specific, measurable, attainable realistic and time bound now again that can be very cliche to a lot of people but if we just start with the first one being specific what is it that you would like to achieve writing it down gives us the the physical proof taking it from our mental cognition and putting it on the paper or our computer screen allows us to literally look at that and say okay what specifically do I want to achieve? And how do I want to achieve it? Because number one, we all have so many good ideas, but the failure to be specific and write them down is already something that I've caused for myself. I'm like, no, I'll remember. I know, I know. And then after a few days of just life happening, all of a sudden I'm like, what was that again? When when did I want to achieve it? So first and foremost, writing it down using this smart methodology, which is specific, measurable. I mean, how are you going to measure that goal being achieved or not? Attainable. So is it something that you can achieve with your effort and time? Realistic. So can you get this done in the time frame in which you want, which then takes me to the T, which is time bound. When do you want to do it? I'll just speak. Aaron Lesson needs dates. He needs time. I'm not trying to talk about myself and some weird third person, but I know for a fact that if I don't set it, I am motivated. I am motivated by deadlines. I will get it done, but I need to write that and see that. So first and foremost, let's start there, Tressa, and let's say, hey, take the idea of the identified area that we want to achieve and get it written down in using our SMART format.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because, you know, that we always say this, you know, the smart goal methodology is something that's been used for years. I mean, years and years and years. Some people have seen it. Some people haven't. But what's interesting about it to me is, you know, one of the things that you talked about was, um, is it attainable, you know, the a and smart. And so one of the things that, you know, there's some questions that you have to ask yourself around some of these, these ideas, which is, you know, is it specific? Let's start there. Right. So, you know, some people will say, well, I'd like to get into better shape Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, that's, that's a great goal, but it's not really specific. What does that mean? Does that mean that you want to lower your cholesterol? Does that mean that you want to be able to do 20 sit-ups? without throwing right. up? Does that mean that you want to be able to, yeah, lower your weight and by how much, right? Um, You know, does that mean that you want to be able to walk two miles without being winded? If it comes to your career, you know, maybe it's something like, well, I want to be, you know, I want to work with at-risk youth. Okay. But where do you want to work with them? In what capacity does that, what capacity do you want to work with them? Um, You know, that's what we mean by specific. So not just this kind of generalized blanket goal, because I think that that's sometimes immediately where we, already start the failure process right, right? because right. we because we we it's just too broad and 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 if you you know it's kind of like asking map quest you know I, take me to the atlantic ocean well, we're at what part of the right. ocean? Right, right. Right. I mean, there, it's a it's a vast ocean. How? What? What part are we talking here? And then I think you know some of the other questions are you know how are we going to measure that? So how do you know when you've made progress towards that that specific goal? What does that look like? And, and asking yourself truly, how am I going to measure whether or not I'm achieving any progress towards that or have attained it? And then attainable for me is the the one that's interesting because this comes to the accountability factor. You talked about writing it down. Mm-hmm. I think taking it two steps beyond that one is writing it down and then telling somebody else about it. Right. So this is the, this is the accountability factor. So if I say, Hey, Aaron, you know, um, my goal is to lose 10 pounds by January 30th, which we all know that's not going to happen, but that's okay. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be very, um, that wouldn't be a uh, very realistic, but let's say that was what it is. The fact that I've written that down and that I've told you the other piece to this is it allows me then to ask for assistance and help. You know, I always joke around. I, I, if I had enough money, I'd hire a professional food slapper, you know, like every time they saw me, yeah, that right. I could, you know, they just slap it right out of my hand. But you know, you think about that, it allows the accountability factor, but it also allows you to ask yourself who else can. And I enlist to help me achieve this because you may find that you're not going to be able to get to this goal simply on your own. So you need to identify those resources or players in, in that in that kind of step or that process to get you where you're going. And that's the biggest one, I think, for me when it comes to careers, a lot of people don't share that kind of information with others their coworkers their friends their supervisors they aren't forthcoming with hey i've set this goal for myself i'm telling you about it and here's why because i may need to enlist you to help me get there cuz i may not be able to do this totally on my own and that's where that realistic kind of attainable piece really comes in in that goal setting process so and i was going to ask you how you felt about the t in this because we kind of talked through the the s the m the a and the r you talked about setting deadlines for yourself Now, I'm going to share a little something. You may not like this, but we can edit it later, I guess. (laughs) We know that we will get, you know, deadlines are important. How do you feel about procrastination? And when does procrastination (laughs) motivate you? And when does it paralyze you?
1: Yeah, you know, I think procrastination is almost a whole nother topic. I think our listeners would probably totally have a different take from their standpoint of are they procrastinating or are their plates full and they're just working at different aspects of it?
0: That's I actually stop there because I, I think that's a really interesting. I I don't ever think of it that way. So it's that was a good take for me to hear from you, which is, are you really procrastinating? Well, what is procrastination really? And are you procrastinating or are you... Stuck because you maybe don't know the next step. And so you start to wean back from the path, right? And I think that's interesting because it could be I'm not procrastinating, I've just got all this other stuff going on. Or it could be I am procrastinating, but it's not seen as that. It's it's that I'm stuck. Right. So when it when it comes to you know time time bound, what would be a tip or a trick on setting realistic time boundaries in achieving goals? Well, yeah, I think first of all,
1: offering honest flexibility we'll call it so flexibility to yourself in which you have set some time to achieve what it is that you want and really honestly if you if you were too ambitious and you're like oh I'm not gonna do it that doesn't mean you're quote a loser and you, you didn't finish it maybe you just didn't realize what it took so being flexible with yourself but and I say honest because there's a portion of that that says hey you know what I just didn't do it you know I procrastinated I chose not to do it and i filled that time with something else okay that's fine but one way i think realistically is that accountability i've always found that if you have someone else there and you've given them the permission to check in with you to see how you're doing it just adds a whole nother level of working through what i guess that P word, procrastination. When I was working on my MBA, and I know we always joke about that, but what Western government <laughs> University does that's really well is that's a mentor program. So you have to talk with your person every Monday. You don't have an option. It's requirement. And so you know that at that point, even if you put off some stuff, you are going to have to either answer for it or have it done. And so that piece in this whole, how are you going to achieve what you're seeking in 2020 is really Sharing with somebody not being mad at them when they ask you how it's going, but to say, hey, can you can you keep me in check here? Can you check on me? Because that factor really seems to make the difference once something is set and written down.
0: I think that's great advice. And I think that's a great format as far as how to not just hold yourself accountable to enlist the help of others and making sure that you're not procrastinating or you're not dragging your feet. The 11th hour guy, there's a lot that goes into having that time-bound piece in it and I like the idea of having that check-in with somebody and there's a lot of different programs out there that kind of require that. You just mentioned one for your alleged MBA that you have Um, and uh, (laughs) uh, there's weight loss programs that have that same thing where you check in weekly with your doctor and your dietitian and all these different people and even Even in really good, highly functioning organizations, the purpose behind supervision is not about reprimand or keeping people checking on their numbers and their outcomes. It's about checking their own progress towards their performance goals and their individual career goals that they've set for themselves within the organization. So I would say to supervisors that are listening to this, that you're equally responsible in helping those around you you know do that by offering opportunities for meaningful supervision sessions on a regular basis to check in on those career goals that your staff may have that your um maybe your board members have you know that there's there needs to be opportunity i think built in in 2020 for people you know if you're not already doing this to build in some of that meaningful kind of you know and it is a little relational but you know that meaningful interaction where somebody's saying to another human being on a regular basis, this is what I set for myself. This is what we've agreed that we're going to do. And this is my progress towards that. And so I think that it's both for supervisors, for staff, maybe it's going to be applied to your personal life, whatever that looks like. But I think that it's really important that people see the opportunity for accountability as, um, as a motivator and not as like this check-in is somehow about, I'm going to, like you said, it's not about getting in trouble or, or feeling bad about yourself if you're not making progress. It's just making sure that there's somebody else kind of enlisted in that process to better assist you get where you're going because we can't do this by ourselves. I mean, there's very few things that we can do, I think, both in our careers and our personal lives that don't require some form of assistance from other human beings, right? Whether that be your boss, whether, you know, your coworkers, your your, uh, partners, whatever that looks like. But I think that's that's really important. And I think it goes to what I think we'll wrap up with, which is how do you stay motivated beyond that accountability piece? And I think one of the the things that I think about is putting it off versus doing it now, um, visualizing where you want to be. What does that really look like for you? You know, really putting yourself in once this goal is achieved, what will have changed for me? um, And do I still want that change and checking in? Because let's face it, after three months of doing something, it can get old. I mean, talk to anybody who goes, you know, talk to anybody who's gone through any type of a project or a program that's lasted years. And you're going, gosh, there's definitely times when you've been less motivated to kind of get what you need done. And I think that that's, that's one of those things where you kind of, how do you, know, one, understand what motivates you, but two, check in, check in with yourself. How do I still feel about that? Do I still want this goal? Have you ever been in that situation, Aaron, where it's like you thought you wanted something and then about halfway through you went, oh, I don't know if I still want this anymore. And that doesn't mean that you're putting it off because you didn't achieve it. It may mean that some things have changed. But from that standpoint, just out of curiosity, you would think I would know this about you, but what is it that motivates you to keep going when you've set a goal for yourself and maybe you're getting a little burned out trying to achieve it? What I've
1: come to realize is that when I set that goal, when I set that target to make it a realistic target, for example, let's just go with the get in shape for 2020. I think the younger immature me would have said, yeah, I wanna get to the gym, you know, three, four, five times a week, and I'm gonna be there a couple hours. And, you know, I wanna look like, I was gonna say Arnold, but that dates me a little bit, but hey, you know, someone who's in great shape, And I'd give myself maybe two months to do that, right? And so I'd just set out like gangbusters, burn myself out. Honestly, most of our lives don't support going to the gym three, four, five times a week for two hours at a time. And that it's not a good or a bad, it's just, it was not good goal setting. So I think first and foremost, to guard against burnout is to set realistic goals. What I found is that if I dial back a little bit of what I want, and I realize I'm achieving that, I can always then ramp it up. The opposite isn't true for me where I set it so high, I'm like, yeah, this sucks, man. I'm done, I'm out of here that happened more often in my life. So what I realize is I chunk the time periods out in such a way that I set the shorter term goals to show success. So what keeps me motivated is to make a realistic goal and then to set shorter term goals to achieve that longer one in ways that I see progress. And so yeah, you know what, in my own personal life, Um, I've always enjoyed doing push-ups. Well, enjoy is not the right word, but I know it's good for (laughs) me. So initially, I'm like, four times a week, I'm going to do 15 really good push-ups. And I'm going to give myself one month to get that down, to limit my breaks in the push-ups. Now, and and this is a true story, right now, I'm probably at just about 27 push-ups without taking a break. And I've been giving myself those chunks and time periods to do it. So to keep motivated, I set shorter-term goals that I could achieve and that would show me that I'm on track still instead of one final goal six months from now where I lose focus on it. And so, again, that doesn't come without me writing it and sharing it.
0: Well, I think it's interesting. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So I think that's interesting that you say that because, first of all, watch out, Ernie, because, you know, (laughs) 27 push-ups. I mean, geez, that's pretty That's 85, I'll look.
1: Like his right arm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, hey, you know, you never know. These things could happen. No, I mean, I think it's it's interesting though, because one of the things that I think a lot of people tend to do is exactly what you said, which is, and I've done this, I've done this a million times. You've actually seen me do it probably in, in the last several years. And you know, it's like I you know, you've seen me do that exact thing where it's like I'm going to the gym every day and I'm just hardcore and then I burn out and then I don't go for months, yeah. and then I'm just tired and, and then the thought of it and then you're just so far out of it, you know. And, and I think that's probably something that a lot of people can relate that's to, right. like personally, right? Is just kind of that sense. But one thing that I've noticed too is this idea of, especially in our profession, you know, going back to school. Oh, right. I mean, you know, some of us that are not, you know, young spring chickens anymore, you know, like you, right? I mean, that's pretty hard. Oh, I mean, I'll
1: what? only be 49 this year. So Holy. I still got one more to well, half a century.
0: Well, mine's 39 this year. So it's, well, well whatever. <laughs> Whatever. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I mean, think about that, though. I think a lot of people really struggle with this because there's so much precedent set right now. Um, especially in workforce and and obviously coming up with all the big changes in in the career development community as well, that going back to school or receiving education uh, on some level is getting real it's really pushed to the forefront, right? And, you know, a lot of people might be thinking about how am I going to move forward, right? right. How am I going to get a certification in I my going schedule, get a right. Yeah, right. How am I going to do that when I'm working full time and I've got a million other things going on? And I think one of the things that this really relates to is talking about taking things in those bite-sized pieces and setting those short-term goals. So maybe it is not about looking at, I need to go get my master's or I need to finish this 12-week program or this six-month program. Maybe it is about, you know what, I'm going to allocate myself 20 minutes a week where I am going to read an article, where I am going to, and not that anybody in their right mind would do this but I'm going to read a Teagle. I don't know (laughs) why you would want to do that, but maybe you would. I don't know. I'm going to get on a webinar. I'm going to look on one of the many resources that we have from Workforce or listen to a Tad Talks podcast or any of the other great podcasts that are out there about what we do. And that's it. And set it for that and say, I want to do that for at least three weeks in a row. I'm going to do 20 minutes for three weeks in a row, bite-sized chunk. That's going to be my continued learning. And then once you kind of slowly put your feet back in the water of that learning process and get used to that and your brain starts to become like fired up about it again, then set a big goal right. for yourself. Maybe then you take a course. Maybe it's a three-hour you know, course. Maybe it's a one-hour, whatever that looks like. And I would just encourage everybody to think about it in bite-sized pieces like that because I think the bigger picture of I want to be this fit Adonis in six months. Right is what ends up really killing our motivation, right? Yeah. Just like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm not going to get my PhD by the end of the right. year, right? If I'm, you know what I mean? If I only have a bachelor's at this point, those types of things. So, yeah, so I think that's it. We've probably uh, ran, I don't know if we ever run out of time since it's our podcast, technically. <laughs> right. I do think that people have attention spans um, that have probably uh, gotten surpassed a little bit here. So I think with that being said, Aaron, one last question for you. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? And if so, what was one of them? You know, I think that right
1: before the end of the year, which I can easily translate into this coming year, is that my ability to want to know more with reading books, um, I just know something that's kind of been on my mind. And, you know, that's what I was going to just 30 seconds talk about is that we all know something we want to get at. We just know it. It's just a matter of taking the next step and doing it. And so for me, that thing was that New Year's resolution was I want to read some more books. I'm like abouts. Well, I don't have time. Well, you know, we ride on enough airplanes. There is time if that is a priority to me. And the beauty is, and when I say read a book, maybe not so much for pleasure, but for continuing to grow our skill set and presentations and PowerPoints and how to run our business. And I never want either you or I to ever be stagnant and to push ourselves. That's why when if you've ever had a chance to be in one of our workshops, we're continually saying that we believe it. It makes us excited. So I think you know for 2020 for myself is just to continue to grow and to get back to some of the basics of not being too busy where I can can have self-improvement and growth in what we do in our profession. How about yourself? Do you, did you make any?
0: Oh, you know, I didn't make an, a resolution per se, probably because I was really sick. And I I actually, <laughs> I, th- I fell asleep at like nine o'clock on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yes. But I have been and I've told a couple people this. And so now if I say it like on the podcast, I may have to really do it because I'm going to hold myself accountable here. One of my goals is to be able to learn enough Spanish. Mm. So I can do a full webinar, which is only one hour because I'm going to give myself I'm not going to say I'm going to be able to do a whole like two day of training and in this, but I would like to be able to learn enough uh, proper Spanish in order to speak, you know, the way that I normally would when I'm doing a webinar uh, in, in Espanol for our spanish-speaking customers because i feel like that's something for myself i always i i always love it when other people can talk other languages i think it's just it fascinates yeah. me that their brain can operate that way and it's a talent that i that does not come easily to me so i do have to work harder on it uh but that is something that i think for me it's not really a resolution but it is a goal right. of mine that i have um and so we'll see i think it'll take me probably about a year to get it done but the good news is there's all kinds of apps now thank goodness where you can test your Spanish yeah. speaking skills or any, any language, really, actually, some of these are so great. But yeah, that was one of my goals. So now that I've said it out yeah. loud, I guess I'm going to have to probably stick to yeah. it.
1: Otherwise, some people will probably call me. Yeah, on that's it. pretty cool. <laughs> I know I will. That's awesome. I'd love that. And I think it would be good well, for the customers for sure.
0: I was going to say, and, and because we travel to so many um, areas where Spanish is is a primary language, you know, it would be good, I think, um, for us and and also just, uh, I think, for my own edification and my own self-improvement. I think who doesn't want to want to learn a new yeah. language or, you know, I mean, that was it. Um, we may have to edit that later if, if I don't get <laughs> on it. But, I, <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. But other than that, I think it's just about the same thing that we always do, which is, you know, we want to continue. Um, help to push people in in a direction that maybe is uncomfortable at first but our company and I think us personally we you know our motto is is the idea that everybody can and has the ability to improve and it's just the yardstick that you're measuring with don't slap yourself on the hand with a yardstick if you're not if you're not making it as fast as you want you know so be kind to yourself and just go out there and and do the best that you can every day to be the best you you can be because you deserve it your customers deserve it and those people in your life deserve it and so here's to an excellent 2020 that's right and what do we get gosh you know what we should give them a quick update real fast 2020 the first three months are going to be wild we have in new orleans We are kicking off 2020 with a career advising and case management training. It's a two-day workshop in NOLA, which I'm very excited about. We're going to be throughout Texas. And then we actually have a really great event coming up called Management 360 that we are super excited about. This is taking leadership to a whole new level um, and really talking about from whatever position you're in, how you can manage not just yourself, those around you, your subordinates, but even sometimes your own boss. And what do those skills look like so you can have a better, healthier, happier work life? And that's coming up in March, I believe, no, April, okay. April, I yep. think it is, it is a set on the calendar for April and that's a TBD. I think we may be in Tennessee, believe it or not. So that'll be great for our uh, Southeastern Employment Training Association folks down yep. there.
1: Nope, that'll be awesome. Looking forward to it. And we'll be coming at you next month with our February edition of TAD Talks. And um, until then, everybody be safe. Have a great beginning of your year. We'll talk to you soon.